Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, Seltzercast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, it's me, Joe, uh, from the Aggressively Okay podcast. I'm watching uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier right now for that podcast, because um, Adam told me to. Uh, but you guys did um, a Scott Pilgrim episode, uh, so I thought I'd call. I just paused the show, just in case anyone was wondering. But uh, Scott Pilgrim is a pretty kick-ass film. Uh, it was my favorite film for a while, actually. It was one of the first movies that I I was really kind of intently obsessed with. I, I bought the uh, box set of the comic books, like, immediately once the credits rolled. I, I watched it at home on my computer. And then the next day, I made my brother watch it. Um, and it's just, a, it's just a really special film. It's a really sweet film. Um, and, yeah, I... Um, um, I'm just gonna go do, uh, I'm gonna go do a Fortnite dance now, but, uh, I love you guys. Hi, I just wanna say, I've seen this movie probably, like, probably ten times, it's a family favorite, but, um, in high school I was a big Jason Schwartzman girly, so I, I kind of just wanna say that maybe getting Grace has rights. Um, I'm gonna get canceled for this, okay, bye. Hi guys, it's Mike Pat, and I want to talk to you about Scott Pilgrim and a memory I have. I was a projectionist when the movie came out, and uh, we all fought over who was going to get the poster. And I think we all gave arguments as to why we should get it, and I think mine was, oh, I'm a cartoonist, I should get it, or something like just as bad as that. <laughs> and eventually management just gave the poster to nobody, and they kept it in the break room. Uh, that's it. See ya. This is Taylor. This is a, so the first time that I watched Scott Pilgrim, I was in middle school and I had just, I was in seventh grade and I made these two friends in my gym class who were eighth grade girls and I was like, oh my God, like I'm friends with eighth grade girls. Like, holy shit, I've made it. I've made it to the top of the food chain. And we were all like weird nerds, but like they were really into the movie Scott Pilgrim and <laughs> One of the girls loved Wallace, like Loki kinned Wallace. And I watched the movie because of them. And I watched it so many times that year that it's like inextricably associated with seventh grade in my mind and specifically seventh grade gym class. I'm never, ever going to disassociate it from that year in my brain. And I personally, I haven't seen it since seventh grade. But I'm sure that it still slaps. In fact, I'm almost positive it does. <laughs> hey, it's Zach. You know, from the Back to Back podcast, you know, that thing where we talk about that guy that was on the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Whoa! Y'all are talking about Scott Pilgrim. That's awesome. <laughs> I love Scott Pilgrim so much. Like, I saw the movie when it came out. I had read all the graphic novels before that. I have those. I have the video game. I have the soundtrack. Like, I I have it all. I really do love Scott Pilgrim so much. I love 
Brian Lee O'Malley, the original creator, Edgar Wright is one of my favorite filmmakers. It literally is just like the perfect comic book movie to me. And I mean that, you know, beyond Scorsese cape shit. Like, it's just a great comic book, like pop art, great vibes movie, while still having a lot to kind of, you know, kind of break down, like... You know, Scott's an asshole. <laughs> Everybody's kind of an asshole. I don't know. It's a great movie. Uh, man, I told myself I wasn't going to say asshole before I made this call, but I did anyway. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great movie. Of course, Beck is on the soundtrack, so you got to love him. And, yeah, I'm really excited that y'all are talking about this. I really wanted to go to the anniversary screening but there was no theater playing it near me. So the best I can do is listen to my favorite movie podcast, Lineal Canon, instead. All right. Love y'all. Bye. Hello again, friend of a friend. This is Lineal Canon. I'm Kira. Nice. I'm Adam. (laughs) I had that planned before the movie started. (laughs) No, I appreciated it. That was very clever. Because she said you didn't have a good one, and I I disagree. Well, I didn't didn't have, like, a meme. I just had an actual reference to a movie that we're covering, which is unheard of. Um, Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, we, uh, this week, we decided that we would both go and celebrate the 11-year anniversary of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we went to go see it in, uh, not to spoil it, but we went to go see it in Dolby Cinema at AMC. I believe that's the only <laughs> place you can go see a Dolby movie, right? Is it AMC Theaters? Uh, um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, other than, like, traditional Dolby, Dolby theaters. But, um, yeah, so, um, God, what was the last movie you saw in Dolby prior to Scott Pilgrim? Um, I think Birds of Prey. That was the right. last. No, that wasn't even. That was in, like, the um, AMC, like, big-ass, like, whatever. Oh, Prime. Yeah, I saw that yeah. in that. Do you remember, like, in 2017, I think, maybe 2016, AMC, before Prime, before uh, Dolby Zinema, they had Big D at AMC. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking good. (laughs) I wish that they still had that. Oh, my God. AMC, Big D. Big D. (laughs) Have you ever seen a movie in um, 4DX? (laughs) No. (laughs) I want to so bad. Um... They were showing Office Christmas Party in 4DX at a movie theater near where I used to live in Brooklyn. Does it, is it like a laugh track? Like you just like, whenever time you chuckle, like the seat just like bounces up and down. Like, I, don't I don't know. I'm a little bit scared. Isn't uh, TJ Miller the lead of that? Um, I've seen the movie, but I could not tell you because oh, I, well, I don't remember. I know Kate I'm McKinnon's bit... in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston is like in it. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It sounds um, fucking terrifying seeing Office Christmas Party in 4DX. I think I, um, actually the last one I saw in Dolby might have been like this is definitely wrong, but I think Star Wars 
Rise Star Wars came out last year, right? Or Res- the- well, like 2019, the last yeah, like yeah, actual yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the last actual year, the one that yeah, is yeah. real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, to our disappointment, um, our shitty AMC theater, they already blew out their Dolby speakers. How? From, I don't know, being fucking stupid. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like a disgusting theater. Like, they've never cleaned their bathrooms before. It smells like piss. There's flies. But we love it anyway. But they built a Dolby theater. That's the only new thing in the whole theater. And then they blew out the fucking speakers. So now we went to a brand new... I guess I'll just get into, like, going to the movies. So this was my first time back at the movies. So I was very emotional. I thought that this was the perfect thing to pick to go back as, like, the first movie back. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, it's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get to see it in theaters. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely um, emotional. I screamed when I saw MacGuffin's Bar. <laughs> I said, MacGuffin's Bar! <laughs> Shout out to, like, the four weeks that I worked at one. Yeah, I thought of you. I wanted to take a picture, but there was some guys, like, standing around it, so I didn't want to, like, you know. Um, But, yeah, it was just super exciting. It was, um, yeah, I, my girl Maria Menounos welcomed us back, and um, I cried at the Universal logo. Yeah, um... Yeah, I, this was not my return to theaters, because I live in Florida, where you know, Governor DeSantis is a fucking idiot, and we've had movie theaters open since, like, last June, so it's just mm-hmm. been widely accessible to me for better. No, actually, for worse. Um, my first movie back was literally Rear Window at my art house theater last. That's cool, though. No, that's cool, and, like, it was very, I went with Joey um, in front of the pod, Zach, uh, mm-hmm. last July or June or something, um damn i feel like that literally just happened what like you like going back to the movies with them right yeah no and it's almost like a fucking 10 months ago now no 11 months ago now um yeah it's crazy and i've been a few i haven't gone like consistently throughout the weeks like i i haven't i didn't go see like the fucking crudes too or anything in theaters <laughs> i didn't see like the little things or anything like i i saw the only movies i've seen in theaters have been like tenet obviously um i saw freaky in theaters and i saw mm-hmm. godzilla versus kong i was trying to remember what the last big one was yeah um did you see that in big d um, I wish because <laughs> I wish I could have seen Kong's big D and big D. Uh, surprising his big monkey ass and big D. Um, anyways, <laughs> fat monkey nuts and big D. Sorry, okay, okay anyway, enough. yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is it was 11 funny the first yeah. time, and then you said the same joke four times. Hey, no, the first time I said big monkey D, and then the, the fourth time I said big fat monkey nuts. So put some respect on my name, Kira. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, so, but that being said, um, going to see Scott Pilgrim and Dolby. I saw Tenet and Dolby, but mm-hmm. there's something really special about going to see Scott Pilgrim and Dolby. Um, did you see Scott Pilgrim in its original run in theaters back in 2010, or did you watch it at home? 
No, I didn't. Um, I can't remember the first time I saw it. It had to have been like halfway through high school or something. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like on Netflix or something. Um, and I remember I like loved it so much. Like when it first came out, I remember I was too young to see it. Like too young, quote unquote, to see it. Right. Um, because it was rated PG thirteen. Um, and I remember my cousin who's the same age as me was telling me about it and her like boyfriend who's older than her like took her to see it or something and she was like it's so cool like it like the logo is like a video game (laughs) I'm like wow that's so cool but I remember um after I did see it um and it was definitely like on my computer or something um and obviously like I like loved it so much and one year I think it was like 11th grade or something my like Christmas present for the year like my like one thing that I asked for was um the box set of the comics so I have right and it's really cool yeah I um I read all the comics um back in well when the movie came out the final comic had not been released at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, much like that last season, like Game of Thrones or whatever. Like, I think the writer, like, obviously, like, told them, like, what happened. So there's, like, a general, like, accuracy. But they did, I think Edgar Wright did largely, like, write his own, like, I mean, much like the rest of the film, too. Like, it, it takes, like, the events of the comics and, like, the situational things. But he definitely put his own flavor mm-hmm. and style and writing into it, which uh, is why the movie is magical in the first place. Because mm-hmm. he... Just very, just jumping right into it, simply blends that together. But um, that being said, I was so obsessed with these comics when I was like, God, I was like 12 when this was coming mm-hmm. out. I mean, I was about to turn 13, but like, um, I saw it in theaters that um, in 2010 when it came out. Um, I remember taking it, taking one of my friends to go see it. Um, you know, as you do when you're like a 12 year old and you don't want your mom to go to a movie with you, so you bring mm-hmm. a friend. Um, and, and the only reason I didn't want my mom to go see it was because, uh, the word sex, ba Um, I was like, I don't want my mom to hear that. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I went with my friend who notoriously does not watch movies and, uh, shout out to Marcus. Um, and, <laughs> uh, uh, but he literally like when it ended, he was like, I, I didn't get it. Like, I, he's like, just like a 13 year old kid. was just like, I just, I don't understand it. I uh, like, I, <laughs> but me, I was blown away by it because I was just like, holy shit, this is like the best thing I've ever seen. Cause like, <laughs> if you're a 13 year old boy watching this movie, it's like the best thing ever. Um, yeah. Or even like a 23 year old dude now, it's also still kind of the best thing ever. Um, and weirdly, it's uh, been, I would throw like in the same category, not in terms of quality or actual filmmaking, but in like how pop culture and Twitter and everything is treated, like in the same reign of like Fight Club and stuff, like where, mm-hmm. uh, or like Wolf of Wall Street. Like I'd say great movies that dude bros misinterpret for why they're great. Yeah. And now film Twitter, there's like a little bit of a snark on them, but I think a majority of people still love it anyways. I think there's a weird um, thing with this movie, which obviously, like, I feel like it's the same 
discourse over and over again and I feel like I don't really want to get into the discourse because it's just like I'm not going to discount it and say it's dumb because like obviously it's really important of like how certain things are framed in media like any discourse that comes from this movie is like obvious mm-hmm. um, but I do think it is kind of annoying to be like well, Scott's not a good person, so, like, why yeah. would you watch this movie? Like, okay, yeah, we know that. Yeah, no, it's, like, literally, like, if your takeaway from this movie is, like, I can't side with him, and it's, Sorry, like, the- I'm in it for Allison Pill. <laughs> no, like, the thing is, the movie is, like, consistently telling you the entire movie that yeah, he's Yeah, everyone wrong. fucking like, hates him in this movie. Yeah, and, like, the only time he wins at all in this movie is at the end when he realizes that he is being a shitty person. Like yeah. it's, and has it's to, almost like apologize like, to people and basically it, tells <laughs> knives like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Like I was so shitty to you. Like I shouldn't have done that. It's almost like that's the point of the movie and people right, right. don't it's watch like people movies. Watch 85% of a movie. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's honestly ridiculous. <clears throat> and um, no, I mean, I don't want to call like all the discourse dumb because I'm not familiar with every frame of discourse yeah. that's ever been had for a certain movie. But that being said, I think almost every discourse that I've read for this movie, not to say if you don't like love this movie or invalid or anything, but like if it's yeah. if it's dipped in actual like discourse of like uh, yeah. it being problematic, like I don't think there's anything like inherently problematic of this movie. I think it's more maybe the people that perceive it a certain way are problematic and um the way i don't know like i i could see definite sorry to interrupt no i just see definite criticisms of how like race is portrayed in some aspects of this but right i think that um the whole like fetishizing of knives obviously adds to the fact that he literally is an extremely shitty person like, the movie opens with him saying he's dating a high schooler, and then his band is like, why the fuck are you dating a high schooler? Like, um, and, uh, but then again, it's like, Brian Lee O'Malley said in, like, the 2010s, like, I wish that we had made more roles for, like, people of color to play in the movie, um, and... Yeah, I think that's a definite criticism. And my whole thing, too, is, like, with, like, the whole, like, Manic Pixie Dream Girl That's thing. more what I was going for, for clarification. Um, yeah, sorry, yeah. I just completely, yeah, like, I... <laughs> derailed it. No, 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 I, but what I mean is I was not thinking about the knife. But, I mean, you're right, that is a conversation that should be had, not necessarily by mm. me, because I had no place to talk about it. Um, but the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing, also a conversation that should not be led by me, but I will say um, that's As what I meant. Like when, life, like Manic Pixie Dream Girl. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yes, please. Uh, <laughs> As Speaker of the House, please let us know what you think. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel like like, I don't know, like people can like obviously be affected by things in media and things like that and obviously like I think it I think it matters more when you're a teenager like I'll just say that I'm not trying to like discount like younger people's feelings or something or like people our ages feelings or something but I definitely think that like it definitely affects younger people more like because it's like if like I'm just imagining like a dude 
in like high school being like into film and like i feel like you see it all the time like girls like cosplaying as like ramona or whatever right and everyone's like nut (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) relax (laughs) no i mean i can't you know as a man who is famously on twitter or on, on tinder um on the reg i cannot tell you how many times i've seen the bio like uh not i'm not your ramona flowers like i like it's it's something it's something very okay but ramona's also cool as hell and she carries a hammer no no i mean ramona's cool but like no i I know i know i know i'm I'm just no i I think the idea even ramona as a character is a in itself like a take down almost a manic pixie dream girl like because like it's like scott perceives her in this way because like the only reason he falls in love with her is because he just cat like he loves the fact she changes her hair but he doesn't like get into it's not until the end that he wants to like learn like why she does that why she is the way she is yeah and it's like i mean i feel like the entire movie could be summed up of like a takedown of like the god i i feel so stupid me being the one to say this but like like the male perception of manic pixie dream girl and like how that is inherently unhealthy and weird and uh to get to know you need to get to know a person and accept their past and baggage and not what you project onto them which i think is like very sweet by the end and why it hits home yeah i think um like obviously like the whole trope of manic pixie dream girl where it's like you don't know a lot about their backstory and it's like yeah but also like i understand that like romance is like a big part of it like women Mm -hmm. not being centered around like romance and stuff like that um but we kind of are learning about her whole entire past and that's the whole plot of the movie and it kind of unravels at the end that like she essentially she didn't just like appear there like she essentially went there to run away from like an abusive ex-boyfriend yep like, and again, it's all like hinging on Scott just having trouble accepting that, but yeah, but him not being self-aware enough to like realize like, oh, he has even just as bad a baggage. But like for yeah. some reason, it's an issue for him to accept hers. Which, again, it's just it's really smart writing and it it's very effective in terms of character. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, and I mean like even like some I mean it's played as a joke, but like him like finding that she's like bi and stuff like it's a much bigger deal than it should be to him. And then like, he doesn't realize until after the fact that he's been a dick about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just, cause that's like immediately before they like, he like freaks out and like leaves. Um, right. when they like quote unquote, like break up when she goes back to Gideon. But, um, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I definitely could see criticisms, especially with, like um the bias but i don't know i obviously i think it's valid if anybody is um affected by it but i personally like in that realm i'm like i don't know i think it's i think it's pretty good i think it's pretty it's pretty firm on portraying scott as an asshole and like yeah. terrible to every single person around him yeah even the people closest to him especially the people closest to him like yeah. it's kind of insane like yeah um yeah i mean i guess okay like i said like when i was saying like if you have issues i think it's more with how people perceive them mm. obviously that's not like in terms of like every realm of this movie like if you have issues with the movie that's completely valid but i i guess like i think what i was saying earlier with like fight club and wolf of wall street and like all these mm-hmm. other movies that are 
um i would say like misperceived like the frad dudes that have like scarface in their dorm rooms but like scarface is actually a movie about greed and like why these yeah. things that you're fetishizing are bad actually like yeah. tm like or like uh <laughs> like long island dads at barbecues being like i love good fellas yeah exactly <laughs> especially but, like, when he like kicks his face and it's like hey yeah the end of the movie joe pesci is aiming a gun at the audience telling you don't do this Yes, I mean, <laughs> stream The Irishman on Netflix for clear skin. Exactly. Like that, that entire movie. You know what? Exists. You know what all the dads said about that? It's too long. It's too long. I'm not exactly. gonna sit and watch this. That entire movie was made from the idea of the reception and uh, lens of Goodfellas, and I find that that's why that movie is so fucking good. Um, but that that's a different pod for. Zillennial canon do uh pardu in like 2040 um <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but uh no i mean like I, now that we've got the discourse out of the way i think i mean i think we've covered a majority of i mean this. it'll probably come like whatever yeah i mean if it comes up it comes we up we both but, like, don't have notes on this movie like it's just like yeah going off the top of our heads because you know famously you can't really use your phone in movie theaters if you're a good person so yeah, we're maria not taking Nunes notes will, maria menounos <laughs> will play joe pesci and point a gun and <laughs> maria, maria menounos literally said the only time you can pull out your phone in a movie theater is you're, you're playing newbie arcade i literally was so excited that i almost downloaded newbie arcade that's how excited i was <laughs> to be in the movie theater. no the thing is i always want to actually do it when it's on screen but mm-hmm. like i don't i never get cell reception in the theater so like mm-hmm. i but i always forget to download before getting in the lobby so like i just always forget yeah maybe i should do it right now for the next yeah time. right we should for when i go see spiral next week i'm gonna have to like yeah. just have it ready um Oh, but also i'll say this since we mentioned that we saw it in dolby mm-hmm. um the restoration fucking insane so good. yeah yeah right. i was gonna say that so because i've only seen it on like smaller screens oh right. i feel like like i have never noticed and or appreciated like aspect ratio changes in it yeah and like Every tiny little animation, like I cannot even tell you how excited it I was when during the op- like the opening credits when it like goes to like that like wide shot where it like pulls away from the band. Right. That was like so exciting, and literally yeah. the theater was like rattling, like it was so loud. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, that um, I think that might have been my favorite part of the whole experience. Honestly, was that in the opening credits, like it just, mm-hmm. I mean, though, I mean that those. If you've never been to a Dolby theater before, yes, the picture quality is amazing and like just beautiful. Yeah. And yes, the projector and, is still uh, on. Yes, the projector. I was quoting that. I was so excited. <laughs> this, yes, the projector episode... is still on. <laughs> the Avengers Endgame audio, but like when that pops up. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but this episode is exclusively for Dolby Cinema Day MC. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> really quick yeah um i cannot believe in that fucking marvel video that they put that clip of the people reacting to endgame um you know like the video that they made that was like definitely ripping off fast and furious where they were like cinema is back we are right um they put in the clip of the people reacting to endgame yeah i thought it was cute it was so sure. fucking funny. Like I can't like separate that from like us thinking oh, about like the right. moments. And yeah, no, I. Um, 
Like Lizzie yeah. and Gordo kiss. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah! Like whistling. <laughs> like. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... Uh, the, that's a separate topic for another time. But, um... No, like, again, the Joel... What is Lizzie and Gordo kissing? We already covered it. Uh, I meant more so the Avengers. In- <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> or diving into the Marvel discourse again. But, like... Oh, yeah. We're not... No. Um, although, I will say, if you have a discourse from a three-minute commercial, like, literally just, like, log off Twitter. Like, I don't have discourse. I'm just fucking vibing. I, all I said was... I literally was not talking about you. <laughs> I was literally not talking. <laughs> Maybe they'll take my side on this one. They fucking copied Fast and Furious with that. Yeah, but Fast I mean, and like, Furious is the only family that'll invite me back to the movie theater, other than Sex Bob Mom, who hates each other. <laughs> is your next movie in theaters going to be Fast Nine? Probably. No, it's probably going to be like the fake movie Cruella. I'm not seeing that in theaters. <laughs> like, I'm I sorry. Probably will. I'm going it's to... definitely not a real movie. Like, I'm not gonna believe that it's a real movie until it ends, and then I still won't believe that it's like a real movie. What is it about? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I my favorite tweet ever was like, "Why do we need this? British ladies are just inherently fucking mean. <laughs> we don't need like a backstory." You know the meme of like, um, like it. I we can't be- promote that being Italian is okay. Like, yeah that but like but british. british people yeah british people yes. like um, let's just stop the british positivity here like we're this is an anti-british sound quite frankly yeah no i mean i'm british but no you're it's not. fine yeah what no you're not my entire family lives there what are you talking about if you're not saying governor i don't want to hear it cure <laughs> <laughs> has died um oh did you see that thing where so the like shitty font that like the cruella poster has where it's like the anarchy like a and it's like scribble like font. so it said may 2021 and like an emma stone stan account replied to it and it's because it's like all like jagged like may 2021 and like an emma stone stan account replied to it and was like girl who is may (laughs) zozy That's pretty great. That's really great. <laughs> I think about um, it all the time. But yeah, it's like, why do we need an origin story for somebody who literally wants to like kill dogs and use their fur to make coke? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna write off the movie completely because I like the director. Um, he's made some pretty cool movies, yeah, yeah. and um, I I love him. I like Oh, I honestly, I forgot he did Itania. That's not even what I, I like uh, Lars and the Real Girl a lot. And also, his Fright Night remake is really fun. Um, uh, also a Disney movie. So, like, I, I don't know. I think he does, like, Studio Fair pretty well, too. So I'm mm-hmm. interested. Um, but I, but you're right. Like, when you say, like, is it a, I, I don't believe it's a real movie. I've seen the trailer in front of every movie I've seen in theaters mm-hmm. in the past few months. I could not tell you what it's about. Like, it's just her, like, being Joker. And I know it's her like in fashion school becoming the Joker. Yeah, it's and I know that's like a dead meme, but it, like it's literally what it looks like. Like it yeah. just it it does. I mean, I'll see it, I'll watch it, but I'm immensely curious because I have no idea what to expect with it. And if it's just like her vibing the entire movie, it might be great. But <laughs> I'm assuming yeah, there's some, I'm assuming there's some shitty Disney subplot to it that we're just not being advertised right now. I'm just personally surprised that like it's like rated PG thirteen. 
And I, I noticed that today. <laughs> and it looks like Joker. Like, do you think yeah. Disney literally saw like how successful Joker was and they were like, we're gonna dip our toe into this. This is how we come back from the pandemic. We exactly Lady Joker. Uh, they heard the pod and they were like, we gotta do Lady Joker. Um <laughs> <laughs> They took that idea from us. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I'll see it. We'll 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 cover it. No, we won't. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh no, but they did play that trailer in front of Scott Pilgrim. Um, mm-hmm. although it didn't live up to seeing the Fast Nine trailer in Dolby where Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me in front of the pod, Zach started an applause and everyone else in the theater started clapping too. Um to that. <laughs> and uh I mean, how did your audience like respond to the movie? Were they like laughing or is it like quiet or what? Um, so there weren't really a lot of people in the theater, which I was happy about, like, safety-wise. Um, right. like, it's, like, a massive theater, though. Um, right. we got seats all the way in the back because we were, like, we don't want people, like, breathing behind us. Even though we're, like, fully vaccinated, we're still just, like, taking, like, precautions like that that just, like, mm-hmm. like, curb random anxieties that we have. Right. But, um, yeah, like, people were, like, applauding at um obviously the opening and like when the title card came up people were like yeah like um it was like i don't know i feel like the movie was like so loud that you couldn't really hear like during the movie but like everyone like applauded at the end which like the ending is literally like chills um and also back (laughs) shout out to to back podcast Um, both of which called in this episode oh yeah great we love a good voicemail or voicemail we have so many we have so many very wholesome voicemails this episode like i think more than we've ever had yeah when we say send us a voicemail at the end of each episode we mean it like send it to us yeah. like does it i don't care what you like just tell us about your day don't even talk about the movie we're covering just yeah tell like, us how you're doing how yeah honestly <laughs> like how are you holding up <laughs> like, um yeah, no, I mean, my audience was pretty packed. I'd say it was like 30 to 40 people in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Dolby has significantly like less seats than a normal theater because they're all like giant ass recliners and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like 30 to 40 people in a Dolby theater during a pandemic for a re-release is pretty, it's pretty solid. And, um, but I felt safe enough because like, you know, we, I, the closest person to me was like five seats away or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe four um other than zach of course but like um they were like real i mean the the jokes were pretty like they're hitting even though i'm sure everyone in the theater had seen it before mm-hmm. but like every time wallace said anything people were just like fucking howling like it's, oh, yeah. he's so yeah. fucking funny in this he movie. is incredible um so Genuinely. yeah i saw um this is our youth on broadway with uh-huh. um i think it's it's kind of again um and i saw it with him michael sarah and tavi gevinson wow yeah and i went to like a conversation with all of them like talking about the play Mm -hmm. and no joke half of it like not even like completely unprompted half of it was just um michael sarah and um and what's his name oh kieran culkin just talking about video games and Toby Gevinson was just sitting there, like legitimately. Like they were like people were like, Oh, like, do you like hang out backstage? They would just talk about video games for 20 minutes. Like talking about like what video games they were playing together. Like and this was like 
I want to say like 2014 or 2015. Um, if it was really Joey funny, ever make it, that'll just be us at every like press event, just like, yeah, basically. About, like Halo Five or some shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was just like funny though because like I think only one person actually asked about Scott Pilgrim, but like they were just literally talking about how they still hung out and played video games every day together. Oh really wow, funny, yeah, That's really cute. Um, yeah, I gotta say, like he maybe gives like genuinely one of the best performances comedic performances i've ever seen in my life like mm-hmm. uh, uh kieran culkin yeah. Uh, yeah i think yeah yeah um amazing succession and even better here like just so fucking good and he i don't know like he's just an incredible like co- like a comedic powerhouse mm-hmm. um I don't know. Like every time he talked in this movie, like I've seen this movie like a billion times. And I know like every line to it, but mm-hmm. like uh, there's just something about seeing it in theaters that made it hit ten times harder. Like the <laughs> the one scene this movie that cracked me up so much in theaters because I forgot about it until it happened was but the Seinfeld bit where he just like yeah oh. yeah yeah <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> he, he like goes to the bathroom and he opens the bathroom door and it's like hey <laughs> it's so good um when he like changes his outfit like um halfway through yes it, yeah it's funny. yeah it's uh, that's really funny and also like uh every time they're like it like the scene opens like him in bed there's a, another guy in the bed but like mm-hmm. yeah it's, like each scene it's like first it's just him and uh like him and wallace and then it's him wallace and wallace's boyfriend and then it's him yeah. wallace wallace's boyfriend and then scott's sister's boyfriend yeah, <laughs> the last yeah. One. and it's funny because i feel like him being gay isn't necessarily like a punchline it's no. just like the whole thing is like I just want Scott like out of my fucking house so I can. Like... No, he's he's just snarky. He's like <laughs> he's. I would say I would argue like, other than like his, that's his whole like that's his whole like mo is just like Scott needs to leave my fucking house because I'm trying to like date people. <laughs> like this movie is made of like literally like Michael Serotype, like Michael Serotype idiots himbos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Wallace is the only intelligent man in the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. He's like the voice of reason. And also yeah. sometimes um um Scott's sister. <laughs> and yeah. no, Aubrey Plaza is the main voice of reason. She's I think. so fucking funny in this movie. She's incredible. There's... I love the whole like like censor, like the yeah. back censor thing. Right. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. How are you doing that? Also also <laughs> Also Kim is a good voice of reason. No, can't. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, all the males yeah. other than Wallace are idiots, but all the women yeah. in the movie, you know, like, and I'm not just saying this, like, genuinely, everyone in the, every woman in this movie, even like, I mean, Knives, with the exception because she's a teenage girl, and that's obvious, like, that she's not going to have everything figured out, but like, Ramona and like Kim and uh, like uh, Julie, or Julie and like, all, like all these other people, like, mm-hmm. they consistently like break down the bullshit of like what every dude in this movie is saying and it's super funny also because it is like legitimately good and thoughtful writing on top of mm-hmm. it and it's it just works super well like it's super funny yeah i think it's like really um 
like there are just so many moments in it that I'm just like, this is literally genius. Like for the dumbest reason, like um, um, Wallace like texting in his sleep, like. <laughs> <laughs> That was what killed me. Um, and then also, um, what was it? I don't, I don't remember. Um, yeah, like I mean, the Seinfeld thing that you brought up. Just him, like always on the phone. Like he always gets, yeah. to, like, uh, like he always gets to Scott's sister. It's like you know me, <laughs> <laughs> like you know me. Like it's so yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> it's like I hear they have boys at the school too. Do, yeah, do they wear glasses or whatever? Like, <laughs> like just it's so fucking. Yeah, every line I, he does. I, like, I feel yeah. like Wallace just like. I just feel like he's a very like comforting and like familiar presence. Yeah. Of like the way that he's just like Scott, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Like, get out of my house. Get but out he of cares my house. About it too. Yeah, and when he first meets Knives, he's just like run away. <laughs> He's like, literally, you're too good for him. You're <laughs> gonna regret this. Run. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, it's just... It's so fucking good. I mean, again, we, we joke about this a lot. Every time we cover, like, a good movie. Yeah, but, we don't have, like, like, anything to say. <laughs> it's just, like, us talking about, like, how much we like it, which is good. That's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really, like, this entire movie is... I put it up with like Scream and stuff, like as some of like the best like legitimate movies we've covered on the pod. Yeah, um, I think this that, might be up there though. Well, that's what I said. Like it's up with like yeah. Scream and stuff. Yeah. Like it's one of the best we've covered. Like yeah. Um, and even that being said, like we can't like the zillennial impact of this movie. Like this was pop culture in the early 2010s. Yeah, and when you look at it, it's like it's not necessarily. Like, I don't want to say it's dated because it doesn't feel out of date, but it's dated in the way that this is like, this is the most 2010 movie with the most stacked 2010 cast you could ever get. It's simultaneously like a dated 2010 movie, but also somehow in the same breath ahead of its time, weirdly. Yeah. Like, I well, don't this, know how like, I feel like this is. set the precedent for the 2010s actors. Completely. Like, literally set the precedent for like, the entire cast is going to define the 2010s. Yeah, I mean, because every time, like, um, like Brie Larson or Rami Malek work, I see, like, um, like a callback to, like, short-term 12. Mm -hmm. like Because, like, Lakeith, Brie, uh, Rami Malek, John Gallagher, like, all these actors, uh, Caitlin Dever, like, mm -hmm. all these people, like, really exploded, but, like, they started at short-term 12. Yeah. Um, but then I always, but you're right. Like I would say, Scott Pilgrim is also one of those movies where, like, obviously, like way higher budget in it. It was a big studio movie to begin with, but it wasn't a big commercial success when it came out. Actually, infamously, mm -hmm. it didn't do good at the box office. Like it, uh, I remember it opened up against. And it didn't break even at the box office initially. No, it um actually only made forty eight million on a. They've never. I think they were embarrassed because they never actually revealed what the final budget of the movie was. Mm -hmm. Wikipedia gives the estimate of sixty to eighty five. So on its initial run, it didn't make the budget back. Yeah. Um, I believe at some point it made its money back with like home video and stuff. But like, yeah, because so, it's like a massive like cult following. Yes. Um. So it it did eventually get there but um i remember it came out against 
the dad movie, The Expendables. Um, mm-hmm. And it came out especially against Eat, Pray, Love, um, which <laughs> I know, I think that tore up the box office. You got a movie for the moms, you got a movie for the dads. And you got the movie. And then you got Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> And then you got Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I remember. You got a movie for the elderly millennials who are bringing their zillennial younger siblings. You got to the movies. You got a movie for the dads that go to, uh, I don't know, Champs, the sports store. You got a <laughs> you got a movie for the people in the mall that go shopping at fucking Macy's. And then you got a movie for the Hot Topic crowd. No, that's like a that's like a J.C. Penny movie. J- Is there a difference? Like yeah, Macy's. They're the same. Mm, okay. It's just two stores on a mall that no one goes to. Like, let's yeah. J.C. Penny shut down at my mall, like straight up, just like closed. Yeah, yeah but you get a uh, Hot Topic slash GameStop movie as well. Yeah, this is uh, a Hot Topic, yeah. and I only bring that up because I did see this movie at a mall, and before we went, we did go to GameStop and Hot Topic. Like, I do yeah, remember that we were not. like. Yeah, um, I remember when I was like 12, I had a Scott Pilgrim shirt. It was like a little pixel Scott Pilgrim, like a little 8-bit character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like wearing to the theater. And like the Hot Topic employee, in retrospect, he asked me like sarcastic, like, oh, uh, have you heard of Scott Pilgrim? Like while I'm watching a Scott Pilgrim, or like while mm-hmm. I was like, wearing the shirt. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see it today. And like, in retrospect, I'm like, wait, he was fucking with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have like, it, it's like... <laughs> Similar to uh, what you were saying before about, like, guys, like, misinterpreting this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm like, yeah, I love this movie and it shouldn't be that way. Um, I feel similar to this as I do to, like, K-pop groups that I like where I don't want to wear merch because I don't want to, like, attract attention to the fact that I'm wearing K-pop merch because I don't want people to talk to me about it. Um, they have like really cute Scott Pilgrim shirts at like Hot Topic and I always get ads for them and I want one so bad. They have one that looks almost like 3D, like it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but I just don't want people talking to me about it. Yeah, you would hate for like a like, Yeah. Just some watch. random guy to be like, hello, and I'd be like, I Die. will kill you with my big hammer. Yeah, I'll be Ramona. I'll kill you with a big ass hammer and my stomp on you with my boots. That was like a very like interesting moment when because I was like laying back in the recliner and I was like adjusting my feet because I had like these big ass heavy like platform boots on. And then like in the movie at the exact same time, she like took off her boots and like dropped them on the floor and I was just like <laughs> It's like looking in a goddamn mirror. Representation at its finest. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> as a woman who sometimes dyes her hair. <laughs> um, Listen, yeah, no. It's what? very... Um, it's not very... This movie's not realistic because she would have not been able to get the green out of her hair that easily. <laughs> um, I would not know. Um... But I do have to ask you, yeah. um, what is your like your favorite like Evil X sequence in this movie? Um, hmm. I like um, obviously like Chris Evans. I feel like it's just fucking oh. hilarious because oh. you just like it's like you expect it, but you also just don't at the same time. <laughs> Can you do a thingy on the thingy? <laughs> 
bro, you asked me to do an ollie. That is like unstable. If it's too extreme for you, <laughs> like it's so fuck. Like his fucking voice in this movie is like unreal. And just he's, I, I love like when he goes to like help him up, and he's like, he's like, yeah, man, don't don't worry about it. He's like, he just like, fucking punches him in the face. <laughs> so good. Um, also, like, yeah. um, the obviously like May Whitman is really funny as just like an angry ninja. <laughs> Right. Yes. She, I forgot how small, I mean, I know every ex has a small role, but like, yeah. I forgot how small that, like that really comes and goes like very quick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That, I mean, it's really funny. Um. I like how she like none of her jokes land and he's just like questioning it every time. Yeah. Like, what? And she's like, never mind. Like just, <laughs> um, I really like Brandon Routh and Brie Larson. Um, that entire mm. sequence like always fucking kills me. The vegan police. The vegan. I genuinely don't like that entire sequence is like comedic gold. Like um, <laughs> the funniest is like when he, he's like he, he's telling him his offenses and he's like uh, uh, chicken parm. He's like chicken isn't vegan. Like. <laughs> No, um, gelato. It's milk and eggs, bitch. Yes, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> and just like there's slow motion high five at the end. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, if like I just feel like it's milk and eggs, bitch, is like a zillennial canon out of context tweet. <laughs> I think that's the most. That's the best line in the entire movie. Maybe like it's it's really yeah. funny. Um. <laughs> yeah it's it's really really good like that entire sequence is like and also like the entire movie like kind of built up to that one moment i'd say even more than get him like because not only is it hinging on like ramona's relationship with him but like also um scott and uh i I know her name is like roxy but i can't remember what her name was like before she changed it um natalie natalie right envy adams yeah Oh, wait, oh, no, not no, Roxy, sorry, I meant, yeah, Envy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Envy slash Natalie, like, and honestly, I forgot, like, how kind of, like, bittersweet that is, that, like, when after, like, yeah. turns that dude into coins, but, like, the little, like, it's kind of, like, it's very, like, bittersweet, like, when he, like, walks away from her, like, it's, like, legitimately, like, he's, like, kind of, like, let her go fully by that point, yeah. because the entire earlier part of the movie is, like, everything he did um with or without Ramona was defined by his inability to like let go of uh envy and mm-hmm. it was I mean and then after that point he doesn't like really bring her up anymore and it's like but also like this movie like does like breakups like really well like the way he says he's over it and he says he's not but like everything he does suggests that he isn't yeah and, like, I think the whole thing with the hair too perfect um perfect. like yeah his just like general anxiety and like always like every time like the, the side gag of like every time someone mentions his hair the next frame he has a hat on mm-hmm. perfect so good i didn't notice that like, like that's one thing i noticed for like the first time yeah. maybe because i watched it way too young to like yeah. know some nuances when i was like 12 and every other time i've watched on netflix i just haven't been like completely like locked in or whatever mm-hmm. but something about that specifically like really hit especially at the end like even after the big fight like he still does it <laughs> like it's so funny yeah. um, also speaking of the end the uh the nega scott like the uh, <laughs> uh and it like yeah so funny 
Um, when he when he just becomes friends with himself, because it's also like that comes immediately after when he like pulls like the sword of like self respect or whatever. Yeah. It's like, obviously, he would just, like, become friends with himself and not fight himself with, like, the sword of self-respect or whatever. He's like, I was like, what happened? He's like, oh, he's like, oh, that's just, he's just a character. Like, I shot the shit with him, you know? He's just a cool guy. Like, (laughs) it's so good. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, God, it's so perfect. Like, I don't really have any issues with this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think. Like, no, I don't have any issues. Like, it's kind of just a flawless movie. Yeah. Something that um, I feel like is, like, a very Tumblr, like, fun fact mm-hmm. is that, um, like, nobody blinks in this movie. Really? Yeah. I did not notice that. Because he wanted it to, like... He said that he wanted it to feel, like, anime or, like, cartoonish. Oh, I didn't know, uh, that. I know that. Yeah. And he even said it. Um, I kind of wish I did this, but they did like a um like a like a live tweet. Like Edgar I did like a live tweet like actually last year on the actual 10th anniversary. Um right. and he said that he specifically made Brie Larson do all her scenes without blinking to make it seem more anime. I mean, I can I don't know if that's exactly why it feels animated to me but i definitely like feel it in like every frame of this movie like yeah. it especially like after um you know shot to friend of the pod uh zach not my zach but uh friend of the pod zach uh because he's not the one that got me into demon slayer but he's been uh commenting on all my like demon slayer posts because i'm trying to get into zach of back-to-back fame of back-to-back fame yes, yes. um who <laughs> has but he's been kind of pushing me also including my other friends to get into anime yeah. and i binged all of demon slayer i saw the movie it was super good and now i'm like really starting to like understand the art form of anime mm-hmm. so like the more you talk about it and like me watching this movie i definitely like picked up on those like nuances like um but also like i guess in general like as a kid who like watched a little bit of dragon ball and naruto and stuff like there's definitely like um, an epicness to like those fights in this movie that yeah. are definitely like you can see the the uh, the visual parallels between them. Yeah, I think um, the visual style of this like insane. I don't know how to say it without sounding just like everybody like this is just obvious and everybody understands and knows this, but like I don't think anything has ever like captured like a video game or a comic book on screen better. Like no, I can't think. I mean, maybe yeah. the only thing I can think of, and I it's unfair because it's animated, but Spider Verse definitely. It, well, it. yeah, yeah. But I but I mean, as far as like live action stuff goes, yeah. Like, um, I mean, like I personally liked because like I read the graphic novel and it's like one of my favorite things of all time. But how Diary of a Teenage Girl was, um, right brought up where it's like the animations around her and stuff i really think that that is like it's like in the same realm of this but it's like a coming of age rather than like a video game so like i think they both do like similar things just obviously not as like intense yeah no i mean i definitely um i definitely see that like um i'm i mean like i said i also read the comics for this and even like when I was like 12, I really appreciated like, I mean, there's, cause there's a lot of like, like little blur bubbles that like tell you the look, not only the location, but like 
they introduce the characters underneath them and it's it's just really neat but also like i mean like especially the first action scene i forgot uh matthew patel like um when he's fighting he's like flying in the air even though he's like flying like two or three feet it, mm-hmm. like, look he does like the anime thing where he's like flying and like the animation around him like makes it like look really epic and it just it works so perfectly like you get just so immersed within it and also mm-hmm. like every time he like fights him like the versus thing comes up like oh it's so good like i mean and again like yeah you're right like everyone everyone listening to this has seen this movie a billion times like they mm-hmm. know what we're talking about but there really is something about it where like if you can go see it i mean i think by the time this is coming out it might be out of dolby mm-hmm. but like i re- i mean if you're if it's playing at a theater near you and it's safe and you feel comfortable and everything i yeah. highly recommend watching it in theaters it's just a completely different experience in 2021 like it yeah. really really makes you see things that you haven't seen before <laughs> like yeah it's so weird because we all again we know this movie from you know just top to bottom i but. mean especially if you've never seen it before if you have somebody that has never seen it before like obviously like i like i know that we were like joking about it a few weeks ago and we both felt like shit but like i really am like grateful that like we had access to vaccines and like we're able to like go to the movies and it sounds like so trivial but like it just like felt so good to like go see a movie that was like I mean, this good in theaters i mean in the grand scheme of things it might seem trivial but um i had to get super serious but like uh you know mental health is definitely a huge um yeah thing when it comes to covid and um it, it, i mean obviously the i mean i don't have to tell anybody but the that are the, the virus has been extremely unfair to all of us and not only like the way it has deeply physically impacted people but in the way it has secluded the people who are already not feeling great mentally yeah. and making them feel secluded and worse so now that we have back to a certain extent the thing that had us have that release that yeah. um, endorphins like these this excitement yeah. like the truly movies are back that's a good thing and it, it might seem trivial I mean, yeah like like it's, dom it's toretto told us yeah these are back <laughs> the movies like i <laughs> the movies uh did i send you that sorry to like or... interrupt you with uh fast and furious oh, never never apologize for that um <laughs> i did i send you that thing where he was talking about how like letty and dom's relationship is the best yeah yeah memory? yeah every dom needs a letty every letty needs a dom, needs a dom. Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors thanks guys did you um do you know about the alternate endings of this? Um, doesn't he end up with knives in one of them? So the te- there was um, so Edgar Wright said in 2010, um, there was a test screening ending where he ends up with knives. There's obviously the original ending where he ends up with Ramona, but um, there was a unshot alternative ending. Um, that was like kind of like American Psycho ish, where um, it was like ending with like a news report saying that like a like local teenager has killed like seven people and he's like a serial killer, oh, and sure. he like made this all up in his head. Wow! How angry do you think people would have been? If that was... I think I... honestly, if that like it would have taken like a dark turn like tonally. 
But I think that that would have, like, killed any discourse that came from, like, because she literally would have been his manic pixie dream girl, and it would have been a literal commentary on him imagining all of this happening. <laughs> Wait, so he was the one that killed everyone, or knives killed people? No, like, he killed everyone. Oh, because like, he was imagining so in his like... head. No, he was, like, imagining in his head that, like, um, like, he, yeah, that like he was killing Ramona's exes. <laughs> oh, he was just killing random people. No, like I, I mean, I don't know. Like I don't know. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. just said that that was the idea of him being like a serial killer that imagined this. Um, That's insane. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he could have made it. I mean, there's obviously a reason he didn't do it. So yeah. Like, that's good. He said that um, he said that they almost shot the like newsreel during the reshoots that they had, but they didn't have enough time to do it. No, I'm I'm honestly glad they didn't because I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's it's a good fun fact. I like that I've heard it, and I like that I can like sit with what we heard. But um, I but, uh, no hard emoji. <laughs> yeah, no hard emoji. No, and yeah. the thing is, I I could have I could have even it's not even because like oh it doesn't end with him and Ramona. Like it's not even that. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't see how that works yeah it's, it's a weird situation <laughs> like because like the movie is full uh, like even uh before the ending like it's full of like kind of sweet moments and like genuine character growth like the entire third act is him growing as a character so mm-hmm. to have that like detour of him yeah like learning about himself and growing as a person and then the reveal of like oh he was a serial killer like no yeah. i don't know but yeah um it's but no, also it's funny. like um like First of all, Michael Sarah, <laughs> it would just be like a weird, like it, it would just be like a comedic, like, cause it's literally just Michael Sarah, which, um, another thing too, is that Universal pitched Seth Rogen to play Michael Sarah, which is weird. Really? Yeah. Um, also. Like in 2010? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, I, I can't see that. Yeah. He's like an adult. Because yeah, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, what did Seth Rogen even look like in 2010? Like, that's like in his funny people era. So, like, yeah, like, no. Imagine his voice instead of like the like timid, anxious, like. <laughs> I saw a girl over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, just, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, this is not an anti Seth Rogen. We love Seth Rogen. No, we are in love with Seth Rogen here. Literally. literally. Like, um, I see the tweet where it was like Joe Rogan represents the worst side of weed and Seth Rogan represents like the best side of weed, <laughs> which is like so true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I love Seth, but I could not see that for my life. Like he, mm-hmm. he he's not Scott Pilgrim. Um, I I know I think because like having we both read the comics and like um, I remember when it was announced that Michael Sarah would be scott pilgrim um i don't know if i had seen super bad at that point or not i want to say i probably had but i'm not completely positive um so i don't know if i had any basis but even like just looking mm-hmm. at it I was like, yeah that's scott pilgrim like <laughs> like it's that that's him and he this is probably his best performance right like i i think this and like juno definitely which we've covered both of them <laughs> uh, i think definitely up there yeah, I think this one is probably my favorite because well, it gives him more to do in this. Well, I mean, even Super Bad, he 
Um, I mean, he's great at super bad. He's probably is the lead if there is one. Uh, even though it's very much like a trio, like a, a buddy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like this really is, I mean, it, literally it's Scott Pilgrim's movie. Like it's, and he just owns it. Like he, this is a very good case for like, he is a leading man. Like, yeah. you know, and like how we were talking about like Billy Crystal and like all these other actors who are like not conven- or conventionally like attractive, but like they can do like the leading man, like uh, romantic comedy thing, like really well. Um, let's give Michael Sarah another rom-com. Let's do it. Like, he's just so charming. No? Mm, no. I think because the movie just, not to, like, shoot you down here, um, but I think because the movie just makes sure to tell you that he is an asshole at every turn, and you can tell that he is an asshole at every turn. Wait, what? Like... I'm just saying I want him in a rom-com again. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I thought you meant based on this movie. I mean, I think not based on the character in this movie, but based off his, just literally his performance, like his charisma, his timing, his... I get that more from Juno, I feel like. I mean, sure. I mean, I don't know. Juno is like just such a... I was going to say it's such an old movie, but it's only three years older than this. Like, I mean... I guess it's different to, in my eyes because in Juno he was like literally like playing a teenager. In this movie, he's yeah, like, true. yeah. It, this one it's like more. I guess all I'm saying is like I could see him doing like a when Harry because like I feel like every movie he does he has to be drenched in like the Michael Sarah isms, which is great. Mm-hmm. And it's it's perfect, but I would like to see him just like play it. I don't want to say straight, but like don't completely like lean into the Michael Sarahisms. Like just be a different character. Like do. Mm-hmm your own like do a different thing here i mean he's done other like uh crystal fairy is a movie where he like play or magic magic he put like a psychopath in that movie mm. he did it, like really well but like i don't know i would like to see him just like be a conventional like and not like in a bad way but like a conventional like romantic lead or something i think it could work yeah. really well yeah i think um what is he even up to lately I don't know. I mean, he was in the last season of Arrested Development from like 2019. Yeah. Um, which that was I, 2019. I believe 2018 or 2019, one of the two. Um, it, yeah, 2019. That was the final season, I believe. I actually, I didn't finish it. It was so bad to me. I just didn't finish it. Like I, I remember it. It's not good. I, at least for my money, I was just like not into it. Um, God, looking I, at his filmography is like making me like Jesus Christ. Time moves fast. <laughs> he literally has not been like, in a movie. Um, oh, never mind. Sorry, I was, I I misread that. I thought it was Lego Batman, but it's Lego Batman Two that he's like attached to. Yeah. Um, he's I, not um, a lot of shows, but that's it. I just feel like his career just like spans like our lives and i feel like that's why like remember when he was in twin peaks what the fuck <laughs> yes that was amazing oh wait i saw him on broadway like re- yeah. i saw him on broadway twice i saw him in this is our youth and then i saw him in the waverly gallery he was acting with um he was acting with lucas hedges and elaine may isn't that insane that i saw that yeah, I mean, even like Michael Cera and Elaine May together, that's a combo. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> I completely, I literally have the playbill hanging on my wall, but I forgot about that. I'm looking at um Michael Cera's IMDb right now. 
and I'm like looking at this thing he did, like a I don't know what's on MDB, but it's a pandemic special, like one of those like to raise oh, money kind of thing. No, it just like it's a. Oh, I thought you meant like one of those like. Uh... No, it was like um, it was like uh, the like a fundraiser. Cast. Yeah, like a fundraiser, okay. but from the Scott Pilgrim <laughs> cast. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it there's a screenshot of it with him and he has like a beard. Um, yeah. and it oh my god, it looks like. Uh. I don't even. I, I mean, I'm not saying it looks. I don't think it looks bad at all. I can't say it looks good either. I'm just like I'm kind of amazed, like looking at Michael Sarah with a beard because I. He's just. I'm used to him looking like a baby. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait. Did you um. Like okay, this is the most 2013 thing ever, and I just found this link to this page and i already had the page bookmarked in my like apple icloud account have you ever read his new yorker article um called my man jeremy i don't think so oh my god it's literally like he wrote about like literally just like somebody accidentally texting a wrong number Uh and he just like started like a conversation with this person for like so long and they were just like talking for so long. Did and this person know that he wasn't the person he was trying to reach, or did he like? No, they like... just like started a conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> once, just once. It was it's very like a guy weird. named Jeremy. <laughs> um, has that ever happened to you before? Um, no, I don't think so. I've, I had like one. It was like. I think it was like I can't remember if it was like last year or something, but like um, yeah, no, I I can't remember exactly when it was, but like I remember like this girl was like, "Hey, is this?" Oh no, she was like, "Hey, I'm in town. If you want to, you know, meet up, like winky face." <laughs> whom are you <laughs> well this is like after I got like a new phone at the time and I was like I'm like oh I if I I'm, you're like I don't uh, have which goth face. girl is this <laughs> shut up no I <laughs> uh, yeah I just have so many hoes um, no but like, um, no but I was like who is this and she likes I can't remember what the name was but she was like I'm like oh I don't I think I have the wrong number dude like sorry mm-hmm. she's like is this not blah 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 and I'm like no it's adam like <laughs> hey like i don't know like <laughs> and then she just was like talking to me about like how this guy is like ghosting her i'm like oh that sucks dude like <laughs> damn and i'm like I-, I don't know you but that's cool or yeah. not um yeah i want to read that new yorker article yeah send, i'll send, send it over or I'll, I'll tweet it and i'll send you over please do um yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird to talk about this because, like, we have no criticisms. There's nothing. Um, I mean, I guess all we can really talk about is like the cultural impact of it all. Because, yeah. like, I mean, again, that is what the pod is kind of also about. But um, I feel like this is unmatched to anything else we've talked about in terms of cultural impact. Like the impact of Scott Pilgrim is. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the ripple effects of that, the impact of this movie, have still, like. I feel like a lot of movies and shows have tried to emulate it and they've failed many times, but yeah, I think it's especially like, um, it's like, I think it just, it has this, like, I think because it's Edgar Wright, like, Uh 
I think it's hard for people, like, I feel like a lot of people try and, like, emulate Edgar Wright. Yeah. And there's, like, a specific, like, energy and, like, rhythm. And, like, there's a snarkiness that isn't, like, like, off-putting. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because, I know that <laughs> literally a half hour ago you said this is an anti-British podcast, but I think it's specifically, like, <laughs> oh, the drive. I, I just completely <laughs> forgot that the director of the movie is British. I just completely <laughs> I think it's, like, the translation of, like, the dry British sense of humor. Um... Well, like that kind of, audiences. yeah, that kind of like yeah. makes it not like it's like snarky, but not yeah, like mean necessarily. Like anything that's like mean is Here's like mean characters, but the movie itself is not mean spirited. I don't. I wouldn't say. Yeah. 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 Like um, and no, like that's... like anybody that's mean, it's like they just say like silly things. Or even anytime they're like mean, it, there's like a character motivation behind. It's not they're just not being mean. Yeah. Like the reason Kim is mean is actually a pretty valid reason. Like yeah, like you get it. Like um, especially like when you learn more about her past with Scott and everything. Um, no, that's like a really interesting observation that I've never thought of before. But like you're completely right. Like that's exactly what it feels like. Well, I'm I'm also saying like like I was about to be like yeah, it's a very American movie, but it's not. It's like a Canadian movie. Yeah, I I mean also like um there's a lot of like really funny like Canadian American jokes like I love when she's like yeah I was like using this like portal uh this my- mental portal but I forgot you guys in Canada don't have that here. Like yeah. so fucking funny. Also like we cannot not like we can't not bring it up the fact that she's like an amazon delivery person and like what amazon was seen as 10 years ago and i say this as i'm staring at an amazon web page for the pre-order of the uh scott pilgrim vinyl release um that he's like waiting around for his amazon package and um wallace is like yeah that's not gonna get here for like days and it's like i mean technically did scott um did Scott predict Amazon Prime? <laughs> because yeah. no, that's super funny. Like I, I forgot that Amazon's been around that long because I only like I don't even know when I started using Amazon. Like maybe like 2014, 2013. Yeah. Um, also, like imagine if Amazon delivery people were like girls that show up in your dreams and not like angry guys who literally will like throw your package into the bushes and mark it as delivered here if what you're asking me is what would i do if a goth alt girl delivered my packages i just simply want to know how to act (laughs) (laughs) what if i like roller skated down your street and i just like threw your packages into the bushes that's not a question for you adam that's a question for all of our listeners (laughs) i would say i would try to fight you if that happened (laughs) Um, but any other alt girl with like attitudes and whatever we can stop. Yeah. Um, no, but I, <laughs> I hate myself. Um, no, but yeah, like it's it's super. Again, I mean, that goes to like our thing where this movie is like incredibly like ahead of its time, and mm-hmm. like it's honestly pretty astounding. And also like going back to your thing about like the British, like the the snark but like translation to american culture mm-hmm. um it, it also like helps that like you have all like of those um i i feel like they're now 
being typecast in these roles. But like I prior, because I know we already talked about like how all these actors were up and coming at the time, except for like mm-hmm. Michael Sarah, uh, and maybe Chris Evans. But like, um, all these people were are like the signature like snarky deadpan people in America. Like not only Michael Sarah and Aubrey Plaza, obviously, but yeah. I would say like Jason Schwartzman. Uh, he is like an icon of that. Like, yeah. like yeah. he's literally made for that. He's he's made a career on that, and yeah. um, just uh, so many people in that in that category who were cast in this movie, and it's it's in, really pretty impressive. In one of our voicemails on this episode, um, Courtney brings up how she is. Um, a Jason Schwartzman girl, and I just have to say, who among us is not a Jason Schwartzman girl? Is he five five eight or something? I don't know how tall he is actually. Go, you have to up. Google it. Yeah, please do. Because yeah. um, I, I need to, I need to bully you. I haven't done it in a while. Why? Because like if you're gonna sim for another like five seven, dude, five... <laughs> you good? He's five six. Okay, Kira. Here's what we're gonna do. We're... <laughs> we have the same birthday. Okay, we're both cancers. He's Just... only two inches taller than me. God. But like, it, he was like a moment. He, I think, because of obviously Wes Anderson and yeah. like getting into movies and um. Rushmore. Rushmore was like, and maybe it still is like one of my favorite. Um, that's probably, that's honestly my, I don't think it's the best Wes Anderson movie, but it's my favorite. Yeah. It's like my personal like obsession since the it's beginning. So it's so yeah. Good. That, that's um, a really great coming of age movie. Yeah. And um, it's funny because Robert Schwartzman um, was like one of my first crushes because he played, um, like the you mean Jason? no his oh. brother robert who what's worse yet or like uh, what is because he, he was in um he was in the princess diaries playing like the romantic lead <laughs> oh wait which one, the first one? <laughs> yeah the first one like the one she goes to school with or the yeah. other one yeah oh yeah oh so that was shit. like a okay. whole like thing and also like Coconut Records. Do you remember Coconut Records? I know the name, but I couldn't place it. Jason Schwartzman's like band slash musical sure. career thing. Great. I like. I loved it so much, and that was definitely a moment on like Tumblr. And um, yeah, he's just he's really cute, and I love to see him in things. He's really good, but in this, he's like um, kind of frightening. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I like him a lot. I just any chance I can bully you about it, I'll I'll do it. Oh, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but like, it's Jason baby. Like Jason Schwartzman, though. Like, uh, no, I love him. I just um, no, I I do love we we do love short kings here. Um, as an average height <laughs> person myself. Um, uh, who still towers over Kira? Um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like gotta love it. Um, <laughs> no, but like, uh, what were we talking about? How do we get to Jason Schwartzman? Uh, oh yeah, the the deadpan thing. Like, 
Mm-hmm. He's like a master of that, like him, Aubrey Plaza, and Michael Cera. That's like the Mount Rushmore of like deadpan actors. Like, no pun intended, Rushmore. Oh yeah, perfect. Um, the only other one that's like missing, like from the 2010s, is probably like maybe Nick Offerman or something. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't like write him in as like Scott's dad. No, literally, like <laughs> I, um. Just any, I mean, no, he would have been perfect, like in this movie. I don't know who he would have played. That that's a good one, Scott's dad. Mm-hmm. Do you mean anyone's dads in the comics or moms or anything? Like, you don't need any parents in this movie. I don't think so. No, I mean, like technically, aren't they all like, uh, I don't know, like in their mid twenties? They're all like twenty three, yeah. but like, yeah. look at me and you. Yeah, <laughs> like it's everyone. Also, like, it's like a moment that like i literally started like playing guitar again like very recently and then i saw this movie and i was like damn (laughs) quarter life crisis i am now going to start a band (laughs) no i literally like i I feel like i mentioned it in a previous episode i can't remember what but like i played the drums for a majority of my life and anytime i see a movie with the drums in it like any capacity i'm just like wow Mm. i should try to do that again um because i mean especially like sound of metal this past year was definitely like a wow i miss doing that and now every time especially like hearing it in dolby like i was kind of like damn i miss playing the drums so what i'm saying is maybe we should start a band together (laughs) yeah we'll like only cover like original songs made for zillennial movies Mm -hmm. we'll do covers for high school musical yeah, and we'll also cover the Smash Mouth cover of that song in Cat in the Hat. Oh, God. I... <laughs> oh, no. Um... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, again, the music is very, the way that New York is a character in all of Kira's favorite movies, um, I think the music is a character within itself in this movie, and it's a... Uh it's super appealing and it's uh it, no it's like it find it writes that like line very well of like they the music isn't good but it also is like it's kind yeah. of impressive like how they do that because yeah. like you buy the fact that they're not succeeding but you also like listening to it yourself like i don't know mm-hmm. how they ride that line like that very thin line but they do it, it, it yeah it. listen my dumbass purchase of this episode is oh, I'm gonna pre-order this vinyl um, release because they're doing it. It's three records, and each one is a different color of Ramona's hair, and it's the whole soundtrack. It's a super long soundtrack. I'm gonna pre-order it. I get paid tomorrow. Scott That's Pilgrim cool. soundtrack coming out <laughs> June. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, yeah, I'm expecting pictures when you get it. Um, yeah, hopefully. It's not like your Snagglepuss comic where you it's delayed in the mail for like I mean, listen, pre-orders from Amazon if Ramona Flowers doesn't deliver this to my house tomorrow I'm cancelling my order uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, honestly is there anything else to talk about? Because like, we I mean, I don't know it, It's it's a perfect movie like I feel like we've covered every end of the discourse and like yeah even the non-discourse and why it's amazing and all that like I don't know it's again it feels weird to talk about a good movie yeah I agree and I think that 
Um, there's really no, like, I don't know. Like, it's something, like I said, I understand criticism of it. I understand discourse surrounding it. But I think it really is just such, like, a pivotal, like, moment and situation in Zonial. And also, I think, I'm not going to speak for them, but Millennial also, like, culture. Not going to speak for them. I don't know what Millennials (laughs) are up to. (laughs) No, I mean, there's definitely, like, a... I feel like this movie is almost, like, timeless in that way, where... Mm -hmm. um, I feel like because people are still discovering it today, and a lot of that isn't credit to being on Netflix. Like, yeah, um, the way that like Vince again like talked about like Breaking Bad being on Netflix was like because like I feel like a lot of people like studios and brands are like pulling away from Netflix because they want to start their own streaming company. Mm -hmm. But then and AMC were like, uh, no, like Breaking Bad would not be what it is without Netflix, so we're not gonna like do that. And like whatever you have to say about that that's very true and i think that's also in scott pilgrim's case because that movie's been on netflix for as like long as i can remember and probably yeah. in credit to why millennials and zillennials and gen z alike all unite with this movie yeah and um yeah it's like it's definitely like something that you can kind of just like have on um yeah and I was saying, because, like, Sean, when we, like, sat down to watch it, he was like, when was the last time you saw this? And I was like, honestly, I think, like, when I, like, moved out of a dorm or, like, moved into, like, a different, like, like apartment thing, I was like, um, I think, like, I just, like, put it on my laptop and I just, like, put it down on a chair while I was, like, packing up my bedroom. And... Even, like, after seeing it the other day, I was, like, I kind of just want to, like, put it on my computer again while, like, I just, like, do stuff around my room. Like, it definitely is something that is just so, like, like, if I feel similar in that it, um, like, similar to how I feel about, like, Stop Making Sense, where I could just kind of, like, put it on and it, like, immediately will just, like, change my mood. Like, it'll, like, give me energy or, like, give me, like, just, like, something to, like... Because I feel like a lot of my comfort movies can be, like, really, like, sad. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, this one, again, it, it's a great, like, rewatchable, like, um, I mean, this movie has, like, infinite replay value, obviously. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even have to be said. Like, uh, but it does, like, again, ride that line of, like, it, it's happy and sad all at once. Like, it, it, it yeah. gives you, like, it makes you feel enough every time you watch it that you're, like, damn but like also it's super fun and by the end you feel like great about it and you yeah um yeah i don't know it's perfect like i I mean i really again it's like even movies that we cover that we love like um like holes or something like we're not like gonna be like oh it's like a flawless movie but like Mm -hmm. low-key this is kind of perfect like yeah um no issues like genuinely not it's not even like me looking like with nostalgia glasses like it's genuinely still a perfect movie Speaking of um the ending though, like literal like chills, regardless of however you feel about like their relationship or like that they end up together or whatever. Oh, the like okay. countdown at the end to the credits. Damn. So Damn. So fucking good, bro. They like, really no. got me there. They really got me there. 
the final panel of the comic is like them in the like them floating away into the. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of wish they did that, but also the continue is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, but God, it's like, yeah, what a perfect ending! Like yeah. I just. Uh, like the, that was like, a big that like, was a big applause and cheer in my uh in my yeah. audience yeah the cut from like zero to like cut to black and then credits like uh, they so immediately that, flicked on the lights the second i love that it, like they didn't even say like let's just sit with what we've heard like they literally just turned the lights on the second like it like went to black can i can i vent just real quick about like yeah. that very specific thing of like flicking lights on yeah. either too early too late or perfect time mm -hmm. um have you seen blade runner 2049 no i've never seen a blade runner film uh well you should because it's perfect but so but i just I'll, like I, yeah i want to i just like you know uh but my my point is when i saw uh blade runner 2049 and dolby which mm -hmm. to this day is the best dolby movie i've ever seen because it's just fucking genuinely the most stunning movie i've ever seen in my life mm -hmm. and on that on top of like dolby and the speakers and the picture quality great great uh but that being said um if you've seen that movie and you know what happens to a certain character at the end and how that's like literally the last shot of the movie um it's just like really upsetting that like when i saw it in dolby they had the timer off by like a minute and the lights came on and I knew it was going to cut to credits there. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm. Like, it, like I just, I hate, cause it would have been such a great cut to credits if I didn't see it coming, yeah. but like I knew it was coming. So I was expecting it. And they just uh, like, like all I'm saying is as someone that used to work at a theater and used to do the timer. And I know what Kira's talking about. Cause I used to program it myself Yeah, <laughs> when I was a supervisor, like, you guys got to time it perfectly. I get that's a frustrating job, but you got to do it right because it, it, yeah. it makes all the difference to an experience or somebody. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, I kind of... <laughs> it's funny when they, like, leave the lights down for too long. Yes. And from, you're just, like... Yeah. You're just, like, sitting there and just, like, crying, depending on, like, what you saw. That was like, when I saw Ladybird. Like, the lights would yeah. come on. And, like, I was, like, yeah. crying. And I was, I was like, literally like stumbling out of that theater, like <laughs> shaking. I'm not even joking. Like, That's when I um when I went to go see a uh, fucking daddy's home. Um, uh, they didn't turn on the lights after the movie, and I was like mm -hmm. literally just like, um, falling. <laughs> like I was just like, like I couldn't see where I was going, and I just felt like a really <laughs> shitty Mark Wahlberg comedy. Like, not a great day. <laughs> I remember that film. <laughs> good times yeah well how we how are we doing over here are we uh any last thoughts on scott pilgrim um it's great it's always been great it's never been any more or less great it's just a very consistent thing in my life and i'm glad that i was able to see it again in theaters and mm -hmm. um you know, uh, I think Dolby's doing a few other like re-releases in the coming weeks. I know they're doing Top Gun again and like a, a few other like movies, but um, I really can't think of a more deserving movie to like have like a 10th anniversary re-release than this one. So that's really um, sad. And yeah, like definitely like let us know like in the tweets or Instagram or like wherever you want to communicate with us at. Send us mm -hmm. an email. Whatever. Like just tell us how like your thoughts with this movie. I mean, I know we got like a ton of voicemails, but if you haven't sent one. Oh, we got a lot of voice. <laughs> Just in case someone's listening that didn't yeah. do that 
um, like, I really do want to know, like, what are your thoughts with like Scott Pilgrim? Like, I want to hear other people's stories because it, it's very yeah. influential to our generation. And I, even if there's like discourse, like, let us know. I'm curious. Yeah, I, it. I, w- I would love to hear if it. If you're <laughs> angry at us for me saying Manic Pixie Dream Girls actually have rights, um, <laughs> let if, us know. <laughs> if you're mad at me for saying Kira's not British and that like British people are not valid, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Come at me, beam up the cre- team crumpets or whatever i don't give a fuck like, let's <laughs> fucking go <laughs> let's go bruv uh <laughs> um, anyway uh follow us on twitter at zillennial canon follow us on instagram at zillennial canon i really thought you were about to plug uh follow his twitter at adam underscore not sandler i thought you were gonna do it yeah follow his twitter <laughs> um yeah uh follow me at garlic emoji uh-huh um and also, uh, I am doing, um, I'm going to be on a podcast for an event called Mathau May, where I talked about Hello Dolly, and that should be being released this week with Friend of the Pod, Valerie, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, very fun, very fun, had a great time. Um, yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know, aggressively okay is going, listen to it or don't, I don't really care at this point. Um. <laughs> pack it up uh that one band clash in the gang or whatever (laughs) that's the whole energy you bring you 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 turn into you turn into clash in the gang when you have to promote a-okay no it's like literally just like if you're not listening to it at this point i don't want you jumping (laughs) i I like and i'm not like i'm gatekeeping my own pod like it's like i (laughs) Like, you're either on the running jokes that we've had since 2019, or you're just going to be completely lost. Like, it, the last episode we did tonight, prior to recording this one, um, of AOK, was just me and Joe making Ligma jokes for, like, two hours. Um, so, like, if that sounds appealing to you, I guess go for it. But if it's not your cup of tea for all you Brits out there, I'm, I won't be offended. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all you perks out there do British people listen to this let us know I hope not I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> sorry just for clear, for legal reasons it's a joke I love you guys <laughs> Edgar if you're listening I love you oh yeah Edgar specifically sorry yeah. dude he does seem like a guy who would like listen to podcasts for his own movies but like in a chill way not like in a hyper fixated way I think that he is great can't wait for last night in soho yeah is it just me or are they just like new photos from last night in soho and it's literally the same picture over and over taylor joy and matt smith yeah (laughs) yeah like literally i although Uh, hey i if you go on focus features website i don't know if this is like a hot take or like a scoop or whatever but they never publicly released the poster but if you go on focusfeatures.com they just have the poster there I've oh. never seen it on Twitter or Edgar Wright's Twitter or anything, but if you go out there, it's a beautiful poster. That's a, it's a one piece and it's stunning. So like, I don't know if it's still there or not, or if I just saw it on accident, but uh, <laughs> that's a plug. If you want to go see. Yeah. Um, also stream the sparks uh, documentary. That oh, yeah, was great. fucking great. If that got a release in Dolby for like a week, I would go see it. Yeah, absolutely. That would be a great theater watch if Hell yeah. you have access to it. It's neon, right? Mm-hmm. Did neon acquire it? Or am I wrong about that? Um, I don't remember. Someone did, and I'm glad because yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, All right.
All right, enough about oh. that. <laughs> yep. All right. All right, bye guys. Bye bye. <laughs>